You're listening to Radio MD. She's a chiropractic physician, lecturer, author, entrepreneur, and talk show host. She's Dr. Suzanne Bennett. It's time now for Wellness for Life Radio. Here's Dr. Suzanne. Recently, I experienced a severe traumatic episode that affected me deeply at every level. Physically, mentally, emotionally, psychologically, it happened a couple months ago during and after the devastating fires in the mountain of Pacific Palisades, California, where I reside. The raging fire was just a few blocks away from my home, and I was hit by severe anxiety and fear. Now, I hadn't felt such fear in a very long time, and somehow it brought back a great deal of old trauma I thought I was done with. Now, the traumatic experience with the fires were similar to what I felt when my son was, what I thought my son was going to die from a severe anaphylactic reaction and needed to be hospitalized. And that was 23 years ago, a long time ago. So trauma affects us daily, but usually it's not from a huge natural disaster. It varies in degrees of intensity day to day and, and different types of trauma. Maybe you've got yelled at from your boss or you're having some kind of anxiety about your health issues that's coming up, or you're just completely shocked from a sudden loss of a loved one. Whatever you're experiencing, what we, we, we tend to process it however we do the best we can, whether we minimize it, bury it inside, or try to forget about it. But all past traumas still have a huge impact on your present and future life, as it will be expressed in your behavior, your personality, your mental and physical state. Pain will continue until you heal through transformation. Today, we have Dr. James Gordon, a Harvard-trained psychiatrist, founder and executive director of the nonprofit Center for Mind-Body Medicine in Washington, D.C., and he's the best-selling author of The Transformation, Discovering Wholeness and Healing After Trauma, where he guides us on a step-by-step program, evidence-based journey to heal the psychological and biological damage that trauma brings and become the people that we are meant to B. Thank you so much for being here on Wellness for Life, Dr. Gordon. Thank you very much. And thank you for the description, which I think is very, hopefully be very helpful to other people about how how trauma works and how trauma, one trauma brings up past traumas that we've had as well. And we have yes. to deal with both the present and the past when that happens. Yes. It was really interesting, my physicality on how I felt, because I am in general not an anxious or fear-based person. In fact, most people will say, if it's anything, I, I actually jump into things without fear a lot of the times. But boy, did it bring back a lot of stuff. And in your newest book, The Transformation... Uh, you leveraged 50 years as a mind-body medicine pioneer, and I'm really interested in what sparked you to write this this amazing book. By the way, thank you so much for sending me a copy. Sure. No, you're, you're welcome. And I think, you know, the, the, the basic message is that trauma comes to all of us sooner or later in our lives. And if it doesn't come early through uh, childhood illness or poverty or mistreatment of one kind or another... It will likely come in young adulthood or midlife when we have a breakup in an important relationship or a disappointment in a job or our parents are growing old and ill. And if it doesn't come then, it will come if we're fortunate enough to grow old as we feel more frail, we lose loved ones, and we face our own death. So you can say, well, that's kind of a grim view of things. But it's really, it's just, it's a part of life. And I think what's, what's happened to us is we've spent so much time trying to de- deny 
the um, the pain that comes to us that we cause ourselves much more pain, and then it comes back and hits us in all all kinds of physical and psychological ways. If we understand that trauma is going to come, we can find much better ways than we usually uh, have learned to not only find relief from the trauma, but to see what the opening is, to see what the teaching is, what we can learn from that trauma, and and how we can uh, transform our lives through the trauma. And and this is a an understanding that's both grounded in modern biology, our understanding of biology, and it's also ancient wisdom. It's there in all the spiritual traditions, including the Judeo-Christian tradition that uh, mm-hmm. that most of us were brought up in. So it's it's there. It's possible. And the book really is about, as you said in the introduction, teaching people step by step how to use a variety of self-care techniques that are that are simple to rebalance our biology and our psychology and to explore the possibilities for helping and healing ourselves. Fantastic. It's a great book. One of the, um, you know, I see I, I, in my practice, I see a great deal of people with gut disorders, uh, digestive issues, irritable bowel issues, um, a lot of inflammatory conditions. And I will tell you that every one of them, there is a component of the emotional, mental, psychological imbalance that is connected to the gut. And you write a lot about that in your book. Yes, and it is. You know, I, th- I think that this is a this is a part of it that uh, that we don't really understand. And unfortunately, many people who are working with psychological trauma don't really address the physical issues. So, for for example, when something traumatic happens, whether it's the the fire that you described, which is quite overwhelming to pretty much everybody in the areas that were affected by the fire, or whether it's an illness of a child. What happens is we go into uh, basic biological responses that are meant to help us deal with the situation. We go into fight or flight, for example, and that's 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 our built into our vertebrate biology. All vertebrates, all animals with backbones, go into fight or flight. The problem is not the immediate response; it's when it continues and continues and continues long after the event is over. And one of the areas that it affects very significantly is not only our brain, which is sort of areas of fear and anger keep firing off, and the parts of our brain and the frontal cortex that are concerned with judgment and self-awareness and compassion are kind of shut down, and that can continue. But also our gastrointestinal tract doesn't work well. If you're trying to flee a fire, it's not time to stop for a snack. Sort of makes sense that the Mm -hmm. digestion is shut down, which is fine in the emergency situation. But if that continues uh, over time, weeks, months after the traumatic event, then you get serious problems with digestion. You're not bringing nutrients into your body in appropriate ways. You're creating inflammation, as you described. And inflammation can in turn cause an almost infinite variety of physical and psychological symptoms. If the inflammation is in your joints, we call it arthritis. If it's in your brain, which it does happen when the digestive system is not functioning well, then we call it anxiety or depression. So it's a, the approach has to be uh, not only working with understanding what's happening, 
learning techniques, different techniques like slow, deep breathing to quiet the fight or flight response, and also paying attention to what we're eating, making sure that in a time when we need more nutrients, that we're getting the nutrients we need, both from food and and also from supplements, so that we don't suffer the long-term consequences of trauma. Mm. You know, there's a doctor, Dr. Robert Navio, he wrote about uh, the term cell danger response, that when we, whether it's psychological, physical trauma, anything that we feel in that fight flight state, our mitochondria actually senses the danger. And that is another way it communicates with the gut. And the gut microbiome, the actual bacteria, senses that danger as well. So it's so incredibly, I mean, our science now, they're finding out so much more uh, in it and, and that we really do need to nurture and nourish our gut so that it's not constantly um, feeling that uh, sympathetic dominant state. And um, you mentioned also there's physicality in your book, like laughing and dancing. Can you share that a little bit? Sure. Well, yeah, just just one thing about the gut. What you're saying about the gut is absolutely true. The microbiome, the bacteria in the gut are damaged when we've been traumatized. And so the vagus nerve, which is responsible for relaxation, which is the antidote to the fight or flight response, is not bringing back the signals to the brain that the brain needs to rebuild itself from trauma. So we need to rebuild the microbiome as well as in, and that I have a long chapter in the transformation. And it's really sort of the only book that I know of that's focused on trauma that has a major emphasis on what you can do with nutrition to relieve the trauma. So now to the question about, about the movement. One of the th- other things that happens when we've been severely traumatized is we go into what's called a freeze response. It's a kind of way of protecting ourselves. It's a last-ditch survival mechanism. And we, if fight or flight doesn't work because the situation is overwhelming and inescapable or feels that way, then the whole body shuts down and we withdraw emotionally from what's happening to us. This happens to us, uh, obviously, in situations where there's been a major physical assault or a rape, but it can also happen if we've lost a relationship. We feel overwhelmed and we feel incapable of doing anything about it. And that's when active expressive techniques, they're technically called expressive meditations, can be so helpful in breaking up and melting this freeze response in freeing up our body that is shut down and in allowing emotions to surface. And the first one that I teach uh, in the transformation and one I've used in not only here in the United States and you know, with sort of people who are dealing with ordinary life stresses and traumas, but also in, uh, in during and after wars and after climate-related disasters like the, the fires you're describing and after-school shootings, is I get people up, stand up, put on some music, rhythmic music, and get them to shake their bodies for five, six, ten minutes. And what happens is this is, a, this is mobilizing a natural healing response that you see in animals. For example, if you have a dog, the dog has a confrontation with another dog, whether it wins or it loses, afterwards, the way it lets go of the tension in that confrontation is by shaking. 
And so this is what we do and what I'm teaching in the transformation is just do this, just do this simple physical action. And, and uh, you tell me what happens. It's not me. <laughs> I'm not trying to convince people. I'm saying, do the experiment, decide for yourself. I was just doing it last night with a group of people and uh, here in Northern California. And people were saying, oh my God, I feel so much more relaxed. I feel energized. And some people were crying. They said, you know, I realized I've been under so much tension, and now this is the first time I'm allowing myself to cry and to let go. So we begin with the shaking to sort of melt the freeze response, break break up those frozen patterns, then a couple minutes of just standing and relaxing, and then letting the body move to music that's inspiring and energizing. So there's an opportunity to break up the freeze response, to allow emotions to come to the surface that need to, and then a few minutes of expressing what's going on and feeling a sense of freedom. In uh, and you, know, you can use whatever whatever music is inspiring and energizing for you. You know, while I was doing a little research on um, you and your work for this interview, I saw one of your videos, and it's it just got me excited getting up. I wanted to get up, and I started shaking because I wanted to just mimic what you guys were doing. It's really powerful what motion will do. It takes you out of your mind, you know, and, and into your body, and all of your senses and your energy, like your life force comes alive. And when that feeling is, that that can easily, I mean, I can see why it can take you out of an anxiety attack or a deep depression. And, and I would suggest people to do this outside when you're in the sun and charge up your cells with the, the sunlight and, and getting some vitamin D at the same time, but charging up your brain and your, the light will enhance your serotonin levels in your brain. <laughs> Absolutely. It sounds, sounds great. <laughs> I'm glad you enjoyed it. And it's fun. You know, it's, it, it, it's just a matter of allowing yourself to do it. And, and then the more, you know, you're open to it. Some people are very skeptical at first, but once they start trying it, they, they have the experience. You get the feedback very quickly about, uh, you know, feeling a little more relaxed, a little more energized, a little more present, a little more aware of what's happening and less shut down. So it's a, and all, I think all these techniques that I teach, it's really, I mean, there's science behind them, as you suggest. There's serotonin released in the brain, which is a calming neurotransmitter. So there's, a, a, the point is to understand that there is the science and then do the experiment and see what happens. And you be the judge. And I think the other thing that's important in dealing with stress or trauma is that no one way works for everybody that we're all different. And so that's one of the reasons why I teach many, many different kinds of self-care techniques, because one may be useful. Shaking and dancing may be what you need right now. Slow, deep breathing may be what you need at another time. At another time, you may need to simply express yourself in drawings. And they're very simple, powerful ways to do that. Or go for a walk in the woods. And it's all, all of those have profound benefits, but not, you know, at one point one's appealing and feels like the right thing to do, and another point another is. And part of the message of the transformation is that over time, if you practice the techniques that I'm teaching, 
you start tuning into what do I need at this moment? What is going to make me feel better? What do, who do I need to call or what do I need to eat or where do I need to go or what technique do I need to use? And the idea always is to help people enhance their own capacity to understand and take care of themselves. Mm, and, you know, I, I I find that there's so many different techniques that you recommend. Just putting it on a one sheet and just have a checklist for you just to see, okay, what am I going to do today? That would be really helpful. I also know that, um, you know, when we think about laughing, which I tend to tell people to laugh more, even if you're not happy or nothing to laugh about, just do the physical action of laughing will help you stimulate your vagal nerve. Um, you know, they say that that children laugh about 400 times a day, whereas adult, like in their 40s, only laugh four times a day. So it's really important to activate those muscles physically, and, and the action of laughing will also help. You recommend that as well. Absolutely. And you know what you're saying? You, you mentioned that laughter activates the vagus nerve. Well, that's what we're doing when we're breathing slowly and deeply. That's what happens in any kind of meditation. So there are many ways and that's what happens when you rebalance the microbiome, that it also helps to activate the vagus nerve. Laughter is beautiful. The other thing is, of course, that um, I, what you're pointing out about children is wonderful. We've lost, so many of us have lost that capacity. We take ourselves far too seriously. And, and that becomes a real disease state. And laughter can kind of break up that, you know, that seriousness and self-importance that we have. And we can you know, allow ourselves to enjoy just sort of being alive more. And and I know, you know, some of our listeners may say, well, no, I'm not so sure about that. I, again, I think what you and I are both suggesting is give it a try, see what happens. And then and then you decide. I, I just did it a couple of nights ago. I was doing a workshop for about 100 people, and I got people up laughing just for two or three minutes. And, you know, we all, of course, had to force it. And it was fine. And then afterwards, the room was so much lighter and people were just, you know, kind of easier with themselves and easier with each other. And just three minutes of laughing was mm. able to help people shift a bit. That's right. Uh, that's right. And, you know, the all the whole anything that's to me physical really makes a huge difference, uh, not just for myself, but for my patients as well. And that's what you're doing. You're giving everyone self-care methods. And we all need that. Uh, obviously, we can't be going to doctors all the time. And definitely, we don't want to be um, using prescription drugs if you if you don't need to. If you can manage it yourself um, with the, your steps. And you really give so many different um, levels of techniques. But there's one technique I want to talk about before we're done, because we're, we're pretty much over our time. The last one, it's really about forgiveness. Often, the word forgiveness is very tough for people, even to forgive yourself um, uh, from something that you might have done that you weren't happy with. But forgiving yourself and others, it's so difficult. Can you just share how to, to even just start that, and then we can say our goodbyes? Sure. You know, I, I, I think, first of all, it's not something I ever force or push. And one of the reasons that I uh, write about forgiveness toward the end of the book is because you really have to begin to come into balance, into psychological and physiological balance, you need to begin to mobilize your imagination and, and be a little more at ease with yourself. So 
that's a process. And out of that process, forgiveness can come. And the, the, the technique I teach and that people can you know, read it in the book, but very, very simply, just imagine yourself sitting across from somebody who, uh, who has hurt you and forgiving that person, imagining somebody sitting across from you whom you have hurt and uh, asking for forgiveness. And then the third part is asking or asking yourself to forgive yourself, which, as you point out, is often the hardest. And it's a process. And uh, what and, and don't you don't necessarily have to start off with the, the person who, you know, who did, you know, did something all totally terrible to you. Start off with forgiving the guy who cut you off in traffic in the morning. <laughs> Start off in a way that's simple. And forgive yourself for something simple, too, because as, as we both recognize, forgiving ourselves is often the hardest. But if you use this technique, little by little, more and more forgiveness comes comes into your life. And when we're able to forgive others, it lowers our levels of stress it improves our immunity. It makes it easier to sleep because holding on to that grudge, whether it's against other people or against ourselves, really is damaging to us. And so it's it's not just a matter of something nice for somebody else. Nobody else has to even know about it. It's really being kind to ourselves if we're able to forgive others and, of course, mm. to forgive ourselves. Mm, thank you so much for that. What a wonderful way to end our talk. Thank you so much, Dr. Gordon, for being on our show. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I really enjoyed the talk. Me too. Thank you. Wow, that was amazing. It's such an enlightened talk. And everyone out there, thanks so much for listening to the show. Please do share it with your loved ones. We know that it can clearly change their lives. The book, The Transformation, Discovering Wholeness and Healing After Trauma, and that's by Dr. James Gordon. Don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already so we can continue to do our very best here on Wellness for Life. Until next time, go out there and live your best life today full of energy, enthusiasm, and ultimate health and wellness. This is Dr. Suzanne sharing natural strategies on the Wellness for Life show right here on Radio MD. Stay well.